This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at messy.fm. Welcome back, Atlanta, to another edition of Sports Brothers Atlanta. Once again, I'm your man, Matt. I'm here alongside my partner, Ro. Uh, great show coming up. we got a lot of good things to talk about other than the Falcons. But, other, I mean, good week for Atlanta. Uh, a huge matchup for Georgia this weekend down in Jacksonville. Yeah. Uh, we'll break down a little bit of what we think of as far as the new AP poll. We've had some, some movement there. Oklahoma, big upset. But first, we've got a really big matchup this week in uh, the region that we've been covering pretty much for the whole season with Hillgrove yeah. uh, and Marietta. Yeah. So tell me what you think about that and uh, what kind of that matchup can entail as far as, as the playoff picture. Well, this past week we had some interesting games. This last Friday night, uh, Hillgrove uh, basically blew out North Paulding uh, 44-17 to in that score. Uh, so that was a real interesting game. Of course, North Paulding is not that good of a team anyway. So right. that was just like a warm-up preview game for them against Marietta. And then you have Marietta. They put it on North Cobb and kind of shocking because North Cobb has been playing pretty good this year. We ain't been talking about him on the show, but North Cobb, you know, up until they met Marietta, they were doing really, really well. Um, but that score Friday night, Marietta beat North Cobb 63 to 35 in, in this score. So I guess mm -hmm. they're revving up and getting prepared for Friday night's battle with Hillgrove also as well. And to top out that region three uh, team we've been covering is McEachin. McEachin. Uh, score 42 points on Kennesaw Mountain. Now Kennesaw Mountain is now 0 and 8, and McEachin is 8 0. So that really was a little cakewalk game for them. Also, well, they really, you know, <laughs> that was a sad game. Yeah, yeah. we knew what it was the outcome that game was going to be anyway. Uh, so this weekend's matchup: Battle Hill Grow at Marietta. That's going to be a jam-packed game. More likely, I'll be at that game. The temperature that night is going to be around about 40 degrees. Yeah, it's, start, it's starting to get uh, it's going to get a little cool this weekend. There's a, a cold front coming in with a lot of bad weather Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then I think the temperature is just supposed to plummet after that. So it's definitely going to be a little bit chillier for that game. I hate being out there in the cold, especially no trees around at Northcutt Stadium, and just the wind is just killing you. Yeah, uh, I was out at that uh, McEachin and Marietta game, and it was cold out there that night also as well. But this game's going to be even colder, so I, I bungle up pretty good. I put on extra layers of clothing, uh, clothing, but I look for. I think Mar Marietta may pull this out this time. I had them getting beat against McEachin, but they may pull this out because Hillgrove have outstanding defense. Um, boy, um, but you need to watch out for that offense of McEachin. I mean, for Marietta, they're going to they're gonna do well, I think. I think they're going to be able to put it on them in this home game because they didn't do well against, uh, Mary, uh, against McEachin. So I think they do better against Hillgrove. Because Hillgrove's offense is not as explosive as McEachin's offense. But they're a defensive threat, though. And I know defense win games and championships and things of that matter. But I just think Marietta, they learned a lesson from McEachin. And I think McEachin really taught them something. I think they're going to come through this time and beat Hillgrove. And that's going to be sad, though, because that's going to break the tie in that yeah. region. Yeah. And that's what we're looking at, Matt. Uh, they're going to be they tied right now in the region. Uh, with one loss in their region. And I think this is going to break the tie. So somebody's got to walk away with two losses in that region. Yeah, that's that's tough to knowing how good all three of those teams are, right? Both of the, all three of those teams would be considered a top 10 team in the state. Yes. So to have one of those teams going on the road in the first round of the playoffs is, yeah. is, is kind of disappointing. But that's just the way it rolls sometimes, especially when you look at 
high schools and how they're aligned in population and stuff like that. That's just the way it goes. Some big news coming out of Marietta this week, though. Gilbert, the number one overall tight end, uh, committed to LSU. Yeah, I know you're happy about that. Oh, I, I, I thought about that when he announced that made that. I said, oh, I said, Matt's going to be happy because he's an LSU fan. And I know he's happy also about this, this past game. Well, I'm sure we're going to talk about that in a letter segment. Uh, but, yeah, I know you're happy, Matt, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a it was a steal. It came as a complete shock to a lot of people because, you know, you consider Georgia and Alabama to be the front runners from a guy in Metro Atlanta. Yeah. But for Coach O to come up here and, and kind of steal one away from those guys really speaks volume to what they're doing in Baton Rouge and, and how that offense has adapted and how they're going to be able to finally bring in more recruits for that side of the ball. So that's really good to see as, as much as an LSU fan, but also just just the SEC in general. You know, we're kind of expanding a little bit. I think the talent's getting a little more dispersed. We don't see Alabama hogging up all those five-star and four-star recruits, which I think is good for the sport. I think so, too. I, I agree with that. But I really would like players here locally to stay here locally as well. Um, Georgia, if Georgia can keep all their top players in state, they were already won a couple championships. So Alabama wouldn't even be getting all them championships if it if weren't for that. A lot of them leave the state. They either go to Auburn, they go to Clemson, LSU, Georgia. But that's fine. Some of them go to Tennessee. But, you know, staying in the SEC is good. Yeah, it, it, spreads, it, it spreads out the well. But I like to see them go to other teams because that's just going to make LSU even more stronger defensively because this guy – is an impact player. You know, I talk a lot about impact players. He's an impact player. Definitely, I think he's going to start right away. Yeah, I do too. This kid's just a, a freak of nature. You know, six foot five, two hundred twenty, two hundred thirty pounds. That's not something. That's not something you see a lot. And for Coach O to get him down there is definitely definitely good news. So, for as far as my prediction, getting back to this Marietta Hillgrove game, okay. I think Marietta will pull this off. I think that offense is too explosive. Yeah. Even as good of a defense as Hillgrove has, mm-hmm. I don't think that they'll be able to stop them for that long. They'll definitely be able to slow them down. I don't see them scoring 63 points like they did against no, North no, Cobb. No, no, that's not going to happen. But I definitely think that they'll put up somewhere in the high 20s to low 30s. I look and for I that. think I think that's going to be too much, you know, for Hillgrove to ask for. I think Hillgrove would probably want, I, th- I would say 31 to 21 would be my prediction with Marietta coming out on top. I like that. Even though they when, uh, when they played McEachin, they only scored 14 points, but uh yeah, I think McEachern's defense a little, is is a lot better than the Marietta. I think they'll be able to yeah. score a little bit more. Yeah, you're right. So uh, oh, there we go. Our predictions both for Marietta win and um, the game of being in between 20s and 30s, you know, for at least for Marietta. I don't think they're going to score no 63 points or anything like that either because they didn't even score uh, 63 points when they played McEachern. Right. So I don't think so either. Yeah. So that's what we got as far as our predictions. Be sure, be sure to turn in uh, next week, and uh, we'll, we'll talk and we'll break down that game. It's going to be a really good one. Uh, there's a lot to play for here, even though it's not for the region championship. It's, you know, you're fighting to stay home in that first round of the playoffs and potentially even longer. Yeah, you can keep up. You can keep up and follow us on um, uh, Sports Brothers Atlanta on Facebook, on our Facebook page. Uh, just, you know, send out an invite. We'll send out an invite once you join the page or whatnot. But you can keep up and follow us on there because I keep up all the scores on there for the, for the high school games, especially on Region 3 of the 7A class. So, I put them up week to week. That's what I'm reading from right now as we speak. So, uh, definitely. A very interesting week, to say the least, in college football. We'll talk about the AP poll first. Uh, big jump from LSU defeating Auburn 23-20. They take over their number one spot in the AP poll. I don't like that. Sliding Alabama down to two. I don't like that. Even I, mean, start, I don't like that, Matt. 
I don't like that because even though you beat Auburn, which is a rank, was a ranked team, you only beat them by a field goal, Matt. Yes. I mean, Come they were on a now. top 10 team. I mean, Alabama still blew out Arkansas, even though they were unranked. They blew them out with a backup quarterback. Yeah, but Marietta could blow Come out Arkansas. Now. Huh? Marietta could beat Arkansas. And Alabama's defense really showed up, and they started to play more. Oh, against you know, Arkansas. God, God. <laughs> Come on, they played a lot better, man, than they played playing all year, oh, all year Lord. long. Man. They look really good defensively, man. You know, yeah, yeah I, I do, man, you see, I would I'm look still, good too out there against Arkansas. I'd say that yeah, right now. you know, see all the tip balls they was getting and turn them into interceptions, man, and the fumbles, man. They they play really well, man. So, but they're gonna need that same energy, uh, you know, come next week though. But that's okay. Yeah, I mean, big. I mean, big question mark. We'll go ahead and, and jump into that matchup a little bit. We'll, we're gonna hammer it hard next week because uh, LSU and Alabama are both on bye weeks. Mm-hmm. Yep. But you look into that game, man, and if if two is not healthy. As an Alabama fan, I feel okay. I mean, Mac Jones did fairly well against Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. Granted, Arkansas is not LSU, but he'll be at home. He'll be a little bit more comfortable. I think they'll be able to do okay, but I, you're not going to pull it out, I don't think, if two is, is not in that game. I think he's going to play. Yeah, I think so. Too. I don't There's know no if he's going to be 100%, though. I don't think it's with a high ankle sprain. That usually lingers on for a long time. Yeah, so, I mean, it's really a question. You know, feel free for you guys to chime in and, and tell us on social media, but do you take a hundred percent Mac Jones or do you take a fifty percent Tua? I'm going to take a fifty percent Tua because he understands the offense and he already gelled with those players. Uh, Mac Jones looked pretty good though, but it's against Arkansas, like you said to me. So I would go with Tua definitely, but I would still play Mac Jones some throughout that game. I still would play him some. I wouldn't, you know, play. Yeah, especially if you see Tua start to favor that ankle or, or do yeah, things yeah. that is not is not normal to him. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah doing things that is a little tentative and stuff like that because if that happens man you're you're screwing the team at that point yeah i'm saying there's a fine line and i thought about this a little bit with freeman and the elbow spurs and stuff now granted freeman was our best player but if you're jeopardizing the future or the outcome of that game yeah and you know that it could be your fault because you're injured you don't want to say anything because of you know your integrity or your masculinity whatever you want to call it I don't think – I mean, that's not a good team player. So, if he feels like he's not good to go, man, don't don't play him. I mean, at least he can start. Uh, he might even have to come out after a couple of series, man, but I'm telling you, but this is a big game for Tua anyway, regardless, because I don't even know if he's coming back next season. He's a junior this year. So, no, yeah, uh, he's not coming back. No you way. know, so I don't think he's coming back. So, you know, Mac Jones, I mean, give him some little bit of playing time because he's going to be probably the starter next year. I don't think right. Tua's brother's going to start, but I think Tua's brother's going to be the backup next year, though. Right. Uh, definitely, they already redshirted him anyway for this year. But what I would do, um, start Tua, and I would run the ball. I have a, more, a lot more run plays than than pass plays. And, and you got Robinson's pretty good backup for Najee Harris, and I think both of them should carry most of the workload uh, for that game. I would do a lot more running, eat the clock up against LSU, unless they start, you know, says Burrow start throwing a bunch of long touchdowns or something like that. But yeah. You know, that can, be, that can be dangerous. Then you ain't going to better run the ball. But I would start the game running the ball, uh, especially who depends on who wins the coin toss. If Alabama wins the coin top, I would like to receive the ball, and I would just eat that, melt that clock down running and get to, uh, Tua's uh, ankle, you know, a little bit of uh, get it working right. Yeah, yeah, get some blood flow in there. Yeah, was, was, we'll be sure to I – mean, we're going to talk about that game for a long, long time in the next week's show, I can imagine. Yeah, let's we're going to talk down, about – Let's, yeah, let's get into what's, what's going down here. Or not here, but in Jacksonville. But as far as the Georgia fans, man, oh, well, Florida, huge okay. game. I mean, okay. this is this is every. You don't win this game, you're not in the SEC championship. Th- yeah, playoff. this game is bigger than the one that they played against Notre Dame, Matt. No, this is they're, they're definitely way this, bigger. And let's get let's get to the whole Notre Dame thing before we get into Florida. Ugly, ugly 
loss for Notre Dame. Yeah, it was. And it's, it almost has to be worse for Georgia because you look about it, that's yes. that was their big quality win that they were – you know that they were hanging their hats on as far as resume it was and for definitely. them to get blown out by michigan who jim harbaugh was seat was on fire congratulations to jim harbaugh yeah I'm you glad may have up. saved your job yeah may have saved your job right there yeah but man you getting smoked by michigan who has they've shown zero ability to be an offensive team this year yes. right we haven't seen anything yeah. like that from them and that's that's just not good as far as georgia if, if it comes down to a bunch of one loss teams man it's not looking too good. Well, let me uh, let me audience let me clear this up. What Matt Matt is talking about here, when you're looking at this AP poll, you have five teams that are in the top ten that's undefeated right now. Matt, uh, you got LSU at eight and zero. You got Alabama at eight and zero. Ohio State at eight and zero. And number three, Clemson's at eight and zero. Penn State is at at eight and zero. Everybody else at least has one loss, starting with Florida, number six. One loss, Oregon. One loss, Georgia. One loss, Utah. One loss, uh, Oklahoma. One loss now. Uh, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Auburn has two losses. And then you start the two losses. But then you still have other teams that have zero losses, uh, zero losses, but they're not in the top ten. So you have three other teams, but they're real. Appalachian State 7-0. And, and uh, you know, Minnesota's 8-0, but they're nobodies. And SMU's not that good either. So nah, they're 8-0 nah. either. So they don't have a lot of points in AP polling. So they don't really count. But everybody else has at least one or two losses. And so, you know, a couple of these games this week, like we're talking about this Georgia and Florida game, is really huge because right now we're talking about Florida and Georgia has one loss. And two losses, you're definitely not getting in to the final four right. teams. You're right. not. It's not going to happen. There's not going to be no team that's got two losses going to make it in the final four teams at no, the end of this year. Not that's this not going to happen. Not this year. We've had, no. we've had crazier things happen, but uh, yeah. not this year. That ain't happening. These, these top five teams are too good. Yeah. So let's – Let's get into what we're, I guess, what we're trying to put all together here is that Georgia, in order to make the college football playoff, yes. has to run the table. They cannot lose a game. No, they can't. So obviously, you lose to Florida, you're not going. That's we all right. understand that. Yes. Another big matchup lingering, though, uh, I keep putting off the Florida matchup, but it keeps coming to my mind. Is you got to you got to beat Auburn too. You got to. That's coming up to 16th, and they're in the rank number 11. Yeah. You got to because if you lose that game, then that's going to be three losses. Yeah. You're not even going to make it to the championship game at SEC. You're not even going to be in that. No, either. that's what I'm saying. Like, if you don't you're beat done. Florida this week, then the season – I mean, I wouldn't throw the season away, but you're not getting into the playoff. You're not. So, uh, let's let's get down into it. Kyle Trask versus Jake Fromm is a quarterback matchup. Yes. Uh, two pretty even quarterbacks. Trask can run the ball a little bit more. Jake yeah. Fromm, I think, when the offense is opened up uh, from upstairs in the press box, I think Jake Fromm's a better thrower. And I guess it really comes down to defense. He plays too conservative, though. Yeah. A lot of people complain about that. Yeah. Fromm plays too conservative football. That's well, why I, they create, well, I mean, you want to blame it on Fromm because of his, like, he's going through his progressions and stuff like that. But, man, I really think it's coming from the press box uh, upstairs. I, I think that offensive coordinator is lost. I, I don't understand what he's doing. Everything just looks so conservative to me. They get the lead, and then they just they just crawl up in a bowl and try to hold on. Yeah, but it's hurting his stocks though if he he wants to leave for the NFL this year. He's yeah, but you know, too, so. they're they're everybody's supposed to be team first and stuff like that. I understand that. But yeah, yeah. it is it is hurting his stock. It's hurting his stocks. But I mean Florida Florida's defense is the best that Georgia's gonna play this year. Yeah. I I don't know what the play calling is gonna look like. I don't even I mean, I have Georgia sneaking by in a win. By at least a field goal or touchdown. Yeah, but I I'm nerv I'm nervous for Georgia because why if you don't open that playbook up yeah it's 
they're gonna they're gonna swallow up DeAndre Swift at some point. If all you're doing is determining that you're gonna run the ball and hit checkdowns and five yard and outs and hitches and stuff like that, they're gonna lock up that box and they're gonna make you throw the ball deep. They will. And I don't know how comfortable I am with Jake Fromm throwing the ball deep right now because uh-huh. I haven't seen him from him all year because they haven't just let him loose. The only time I've ever seen him let him loose is in the SEC championship game, and that's when he's actually done something. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that definitely. But Florida defense is pretty good. But you know me all year long. I haven't been that high on Florida anyway. I, I didn't expect them to stay in the top ten all the way this far anyway. So, yeah, but here they are. They're still in it. But if they lose to Georgia, they're going to start falling. Oh, they still yeah. got some some tough games ahead of them also as well. But they, they've really turned it up. Defense, since they lost their store to quarterback, they really turned it up. And I didn't think they could, you know. So hats will go off to Florida. Um, they done, I've been hard on them all year. They've done well up to this point. Yeah. So I got to give hats off to them guys down there. Uh, but I still get the edge over to Georgia, even though they play conservative football, because I love the running game still. Yeah. Yeah, DeAndre Swift's an animal. Yes, he is. Absolute He's going tank. pro. He's going to be in a pro. So let's uh, let's change gears a little bit. Let's talk about what happened in the Big Twelve this weekend. Uh, Kansas State uh-huh. beating Oklahoma. Not ranked. That's that's an ugly loss for Oklahoma. Unless they have some things fall their way, that makes them miss the playoff, in my opinion. They're out. They was already out anyway. They I mean, was that's, number an, five, that's, but an ugly, definitely that's an ugly. That's an ugly loss. Yeah, especially that's when they weren't loss. even ranked. Case they weren't even ranked. So I mean. They opened up the door for what I think a lot of SEC fans, especially LSU and Alabama fans, have been hoping for. Because as big as this game is on November 9th, I still think both of these teams get into the playoff. Even as, even even with one loss. I agree with you. I was talking about that Saturday at the barbershop. I still believe even if Alabama loses to LSU and they're playing them, and that's all right. That's why I said I'm not really complaining about LSU being number one. If Alabama loses to a number one ranked team, they're not going to drop out the playoff race. No, not at all. Because Clemson don't have any top 25 games. I think one left, top 25. Right. And they're right at number 25. Other than that, I still think they stay in the top four. Right. So, I mean, the way I see it shaking up right now, the winner of the LSU-Alabama game obviously going to be number one. I yeah. think the loser of that game falls to around five or six, but they're going to get right back in because Ohio State and Penn State play each other. Correct. And the loser of that game will fall below them. That's that team right. slips back up. So I see yes. LSU, and, LSU and Alabama as of right now okay. both making the playoff, and I see Ohio State and Clemson being the other two teams. I do. Because you look at it head-to-head, I don't give a you-know-what if Oklahoma wins the Big 12 – that that one loss to Kansas State against a one loss to Alabama or a one loss to LSU, no. Uh, there's no way that adds up. That's such a bad loss. That game was – on paper, that game was closer than it actually was. I mean, Kansas State was blowing them out at one point. It was 41-23 at some they point. They came back pretty well. And if that onside kick, the boy didn't touch that ball, the onside kick, they would have had the ball. They would at least got to take it overtime. Yeah. They were scored. So, so, I mean, but still, at the end of the day, it's an ugly loss. You definitely shouldn't have lost that game. The spread was like 25 points or something like that. Something it was. crazy. So it was you, about 25 or more. You can't believe, lose so. that game. And unfortunately, Oklahoma fans, that I think that puts you out of the playoff this year unless you have crazy thing happen. Mm, you know, somebody's yeah. got to get upset by somebody that's not in that top 10. Mm, it's going to have to be Clemson would have to lose. Yeah, Clemson would have to lose. Yeah, we know and Penn State definitely have to lose. And Florida would have to lose to Georgia, too, uh, in order for them to get, uh, move up, up right. there. Right. They're not gonna put. They're not gonna move Oregon up. No, no, not at all. Top four, so definitely that would be have to. But that's a lot of action happening in the next three or four weeks, though. It is. It's going to be an, a very exciting week. The same week that LSU plays Alabama, uh, Minnesota finally gets their shot 
at Penn State. Mm-hmm. Minnesota's undefeated on the year, ranked number 16. That's right. Going against Penn State, they'll have them at home. That's that's a really good matchup. You know, Minnesota wins that game. I could see them maybe getting up into the 11 to 12, possibly 10 range. They're number 13 right now. I could see them moving up to about 9. Yeah. I, I mean, I could I could Especially if you're playing, playing a team that's ranked number 5. Yeah. I can see them moving up to number nine because Utah is at number nine when they're seven and one. I can see them surplanting them and Utah will drop. Yeah, I see that as well. Something a little off topic, but it definitely relates to Minnesota. If you guys haven't seen the video clips on Twitter of the Minnesota head coach pretty much begging college game day to come to their school for the Minnesota Penn State game over the LSU Alabama game. Oh, really? Look into it. It's quite humorous. Uh, okay. He gets upset because they LSU and Alabama gets every game and stuff like that. Huh. Look, buddy, it's TV. Okay, they're they'll. T- I guess they might take it in consideration. I really don't know, but game day's not missing up on the opportunity to go to the number one versus the number two team in the country. I bet they're going to go to that game. Oh, I know. So I, I you can't. Miss I don't know. That. That's the I, biggest game of the year. Yeah, that's that's the biggest game probably in the last five six years as I far agree. as the regular season. I agree. You know, so I don't. Uh, <laughs> Good try, I guess. I don't. I don't really know what to say to that. I mean, I understand the coach wants to fight for his players. He wants to see that that city kind of come around. And college game, they would definitely help out. But man, they're not. They're not missing the number one versus the number two game no, in the country. I wouldn't miss that either. No. So I. I would. I don't know. I guess college game day already came out to say where they were going this week. I haven't looked yet. But uh, yeah, you're not going. They're not going to Minnesota. Okay. They're no, not. Why would you do that? I, I don't know. No, I, you don't want to go to that Big Ten game. No, we're not going to do that. You're going to go down to this SEC game that's bringing in more money than anybody else is a conference. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's the moneymaker. You want to be at the moneymaker game. This game, like I said, is going to make more money than Georgia against Notre Dame. So college game day is actually going to be at Memphis this week. Oh, really? Memphis versus SMU. Wow. Yeah. I I can see it. Both, I mean, Georgia and Florida both have a loss. Uh they want to get out of the SEC because they definitely know that <laughs> they're going to the SEC the next week. Are oh, you going down to Jacksonville? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, LSU going down. That's at the Swamp, ain't it? No, no, no. LSU-Alabama game? Where's that play? Tuscaloosa? Yeah, Tuscaloosa. That's right. That's the one you got tickets for, right? Oh, yeah. Front and center. I'm going with you, though. I'm going to sneak there, though. Uh, maybe. I'm going to sneak there some That's kind fine. of. I'm, I'm sure we can sure find a way to get to make it happen i'm gonna sneak in gonna be I'm crazy atmosphere i'm gonna have to tell my clients i won't be i won't be at work still extremely salty over the fact that uh the lsu alabama game is going to be a 330 kickoff on cbs because cbs decided to pick georgia and notre dame at eight o'clock at night so they didn't get another night game and it's some of the most bogus thing i've ever read i wish somebody really? would just pay the money and get the game to eight o'clock but they've already officially set the time it's going to be at 330 hmm little I'll upset about that yeah I'm sure it. the fans are a little upset about that not as long to tailgate things of that sort so that's i mean well tailgating start early in the morning though yep and guess who will be there you're gonna be there oh yeah this is gonna be you're there. gonna be there bright and early in the morning for sure so be sure to tune in next week what, yeah what you, what we'll, you be, we'll be here why don't you sell your tickets to me you got twelve hundred dollars I give it to you more than that, man. <laughs> I know you take two grand. You probably, you probably take that one to two oh, grand. Yeah. Oh, I'd take anything right now. I'm a college student, <laughs> I'd guys. I take about anything. I think two uh, grand, you take that. I'm sure. For sure. Yeah, I would <laughs> definitely. Uh, so, be sure to tune in next week. Talk a lot about the Georgia Florida matchup. I'm gonna watch it for sure. 
take some notes, tell you what I think. I think Georgia comes out on top, but we'll be sure to break down uh, break down that matchup come next week's show. So the NBA season has officially kicked off this year, and we've got some great things to talk about as far as the hometown he- team, the Atlanta Hawks, are 2-0. and I love it, 2-0, as NBA we're, Hawks. As we're uh, currently shooting this show, yeah. uh, the Hawks are playing the 76ers right now. It's tied going close into halftime. Uh-huh. Uh, so that would be a really good win if they can wind up pulling off that one. But let's talk about the first two games, the win against the Pistons and then the win against the Atlanta Magic. Rose over here, He's this is the best posture I've ever seen him have. He's excited about this. So I'm going to let him go ahead and talk about uh, what he saw so far. Wow. I love it, man. I told you, me and Matt both have uh, in our predictions. Go on um, Facebook. You can go on our Facebook page and look at our predictions for the playoffs of each conference, Eastern and Western Conference from me and Matt. Don't look at my Golden um, State prediction. Other than that, <laughs> keep going. But, you know, me and Matt both had Atlanta making the playoffs at number eight. But right now start the season they're at number one but <laughs> i'm sure that will fall and we gave our reasons on last week's show so listen to our show messyfm.com you can listen to why we uh chose the teams uh for our prediction but this week in these first few games man i love what's going on with the hawks uh and their hawks first game uh they took on the pistons and it was 117 to 100 in detroit they won by 17. They held the Pistons to 100 points. I know y'all probably saying, well, that's that's not a low score. But, hey, they gave it way more points than that last year. It is for the Hawks. Yeah, so that was good to me. So this year, I mean, all the Hawks, year, have, last year. All the Hawks have, if Hawks can hold people to 100 points, they're going to score way more than that. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're drop. They're going to be dropping 115, I think, on average. And so that was pretty That was pretty darn good, good to me. And then, you know, the thing about this first game, in game one, Trey Young, y'all know who that is. Uh, Trey Young will probably more than likely be making to the All-Star game this this year. First game, he had 38 points, 7 rebounds, 9 assists, and 1 steal. In game two, he had 39 points, 7, uh, seven rebounds, and 9 assists once again. But this time, he had 2 steals. So he's been running, and he's got also, he got NBA Player of the Week. For the first week of NBA, he was Player of the Week this uh this week so i love that in game one um the hawks game uh rookie hunter he had 14 points john collins had 18 points jabari parker off the bench had 18 which i tell everybody that that's going to be one of your x factors uh for them making the eighth spot in the playoffs is parker as long as he stays healthy he stays consistent off the bench uh he had 18 points in game one and cam reddish didn't have a good game in game one open up his season he only had one point but he has seven rebounds one steal and one assist. Uh, in game two, Reddish had six points. So he upped that a little bit more. Uh, Jabari Parker off the bench. Once again, he had 10 points off the bench. And, and Hunter, as a rookie, also had 10 points off the bench uh, in his second game. And Colin, Collins had nine points and 12 boards. But Trey Young, he's the difference maker. He is the impact player on that on that team. And that game one and two, 39 and 38. And then he's consistently dishing out nine assists and he has seven rebounds. So he's getting close to a triple-double in both games. Yeah, and he's got 17 tonight going into halftime. With still that? a minute and a half left. Yeah. So, I mean, You've seen it coming towards the end of last season. If you watched the Hawks towards about the last 20, 20, 25 games, he was on fire. Yeah. I mean, he's got so, a chance for the first three games average about 35 points. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty special. Man, from what I've seen in the first two games is this is a team that – we talked about it. they have no expectations, right? No. And I tell you, if you've ever played sports, you, you're definitely going to understand what I'm about to say is that the worst teams to play 
are the teams that have no expectations and they don't like they they don't care. That's no. as bad as that sounds. They don't care how the game's going to wind up, and they're just no. going to they're just going to play. That's right. You know what I'm saying? There's no pressure from the media or anything like that. No national attention. They're going to go out there and they're going to play, and they're going to play care. You know, they're going to play carefree. Yeah. You know, and this those are the most dangerous teams. No matter what team, no matter what sport you play. This is, I mean, that's those are dangerous teams, and you, just the young superstars that we're going to have. Trey Young. I mean, when a guy drops 40 points on your head, there's not really much you can do. I mean, this no. dude's pulling up from the logo. Oh yeah, he is. He I put some dude. He put some dude in a spin cycle earlier. I don't know if you've seen that, <laughs> seen that shot yet. But that was, oof, yikes. Yeah. He was doing a lot of this in college. If he follows his college career, he was doing a lot of the same thing. But now he's carried over to the NBA. Uh, what he did last year in his first NBA season, he kind of he struggled maybe a little bit early, but then he got into a groove and he kind of paced himself. After the All Star break, he just went into a zone, and he just took over. And I said, "Oh, okay, he's going to be a superstar." Uh, definitely, and Collins is going to be the muscle man. Yeah, he's going to be on the boards. He's going to hit. He's the muscle man. And so far, you see, he's the muscle man with the rebounds, uh, block shots, and he's getting some assists. John's. I mean, his his points can drop some, but but you got Parker coming off the bench doing what he's doing. Yeah, and you got I, other guys. I love the addition well. of Jabari Parker. He's doing really good. Yeah, really good things. He's got six points tonight going into halftime. I really love what Alex Lynn is doing. You know, kind of an unsung hero. Not really yes. talked about a whole lot, but no. man, he really contributes to this team. He does. And I know you mentioned him a couple of weeks ago, and I like what he's doing, and he's helping the team also as well. So I think this team is going to start to gel uh, as the uh, young guys get more into groove and they got more camaraderie going on and more unity. I think they're going to get better as you grow. But I watch I'm looking out. The only weak spot I, I was concerned with is their defense. Yeah. That's why I put them at number eight, and I'm still going to keep them at number eight because their defense. You know, as they, you know, towards the end of the year, their defense is going to get better. So next year they'll move up even more. But they're young too right. as well. No, they are. And I think I think defense is a little bit of a struggle. And I also think the turnovers are a little bit of a struggle. Yeah, it you is. Know, I listened them. to the radio on the way over here, and I, they were still turning the ball a little bit. You know, they were turning the ball over a little bit too much uh, as far as my liking. But, man, you, 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 drop, you drop 115, 120 points in a game, you're going to like your chances. And this is a this is the toughest part of their schedule, you know these it these is. next couple of games are really tough, man. So yeah, because I, the team they're playing tonight is undefeated also as well in East Conference. They're two and zero also as well the Sixers, and these are the only two undefeated teams left out of the first week. Now we're going into week two of the season, so you know both uh, uh, Sixers and the Hawks are both two and zero. You got Boston in number three at uh, two and one, which ain't too much surprising me. <clears throat> but like I told you, Matt, uh, Miami Heat they're two and one. They're playing some pretty good ball. Um, you know, in, in that fourth spot. And the Raptors are still – they fell off a little bit there in number five. Uh, I think of my predictions, I got them somewhere in there. And the Bucks are a little bit lower start off the season than I thought. They're one and one in number uh, seven. But Cleveland's at number seven, and, and old Magic are number eight. Those two teams will fall off the top eight pretty soon. And they start out pretty good, but I got them dropping out because the Pistons are now one and two. They're number 11. I have the Pistons making it in, in, in my top eight predictions. But uh, they got some key players that's out right now, so – once they get their key player, but I'm telling you, like I told you, Rose is doing well. Mm-hmm. First two games, Derrick Rose is, is that knee really kind of looks like it's finally ready. Yeah, you know, I've always always been concerned about that. I had Brooklyn in there at the playoffs. Uh, they're one and two right now, and I just I would I would definitely retract my statement on what I said about the Brooklyn Nets because well, it's, it's early now. But you know, 
Kyrie's gonna have to keep up that same pace. Like he, they barely won in game one. He had fifty. Yeah, I know. And they, you know, they, the rest of the team struggled that game. He had fifty, but I said he's not gonna keep that. Next game, he had twenty six in that game. So, you know, then they lost. They lost to Memphis, which was overtime game. Jay Morant, who's a rookie, he hit the game winning shot with thirty points. So I like know, that dude. Yeah, I, I like I like, I like Jay too. So he's good. So now they're they, they're one and two right now. The, the, the Nets after week one. So, you know, but I. I think I, I got them. They got them at number ten. I got them at number nine. Remember, I had them finish the season at number nine. So yeah, two two of my teams that are high in the, in the top. One of them, Detroit and uh, the Pacers. Pacers starting off zero and two, but I had the Victor in there, but Victor's not played yet. Yeah, yeah, that's so that that hurt hurt. That's, that's definitely hurting it. Yeah, so so For sure. But but then you look over to the West Coast. I watched the game one with the Clippers and the uh, Lakers. That was a really good game. It was man. a good game. That was really good. You know, Dwight Harden looked that good though. But he looked—he was getting tossed around like a rat down that game one. But he came back last night against the Sad Hornets and played pretty good off the bench last night. Right. But they're two and one. The Lakers—they're still at number six because that—that West is so deep. Yeah. Minnesota's not going to stay at number. At kind number of one. kind of somebody who's caught me off surprise is the Minnesota Timberwolves at three and zero, oh, and I really like what I'm seeing from Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, yeah, he's shocking me. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing really well. He played well. lazy ball the last couple of years. Even Butler was talking about him, but now he's 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 doing well. You know, Spurs always. As long as you got pop, like I said, they're going to be right. a player. As long as you got pop, right, right. You know, so he, he you know, he's a winning coach. But the Nuggets are still holding in there. Hiding by Nuggets by radar. The Clippers are going to get it again. The Lakers are going to get it together too. You know, but I'm shocked by Houston. They haven't found a rhythm. You know, Harden is struggling from the field. Yeah, but Westbrook ain't struggling. No. <laughs> Not with his triple double. He's still doing the same thing on different teams. So, you know, I know they got the Pelicans at last, but once they get their star player Zion back, I think they're going to do well because they still got a good team and they're young too. So, yeah, they are. Yeah, definitely. So, the first week was pretty good. It was pretty good in basketball. Really good for the city of Atlanta. We're yeah. going to have to get down there, man. That's We got to. The place is packed on a Monday night. Yeah, I know it's something it, man. the Hawks haven't seen in a really we long time. To. I know it, and it's, we got to support them because they're still not selling that game. So, yeah. You know, they got to get there and get some sellout games. You know, it ain't going to be against Golden State because them guys have fell off the cliff. Yeah, definitely <laughs> in not. In a them. major way. It would be bro. funny to see when Golden State <laughs> comes into town that none of those fans that were, you know, around in, in their prime time, like they were the past couple of years, uh, yeah. Where do they go? They've been here the past couple of years when they were winning, and all of a sudden we're yeah. going to play Golden State. Nobody's going to show up. I know going to be there. Oh man, that's there. sad. Yeah, that's sad. That's, that's you sad. got fair weather friends. Yeah, you just like the Hawks have fair weather. As soon as the, the Hawks keep winning, they're going to have more people fill up their stands. I'm like, what, really? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, but I got. I mean, that. NBA NBA teams are are kind of quirky. I don't want to call them bandwagon, but when your city's team starts doing good, you're all of a sudden you're like, oh. I guess we should go watch. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's, it's it's the same thing with every sport, but I really think it's it's more concentrated with the NBA at least. I think so. I agree with that. Definitely is because you you watch everybody else, your team NBA teams losing, but when they start winning and they work, oh, well, you know they're on ten game winning streak. Yeah, like I on the way to make the play. Oh, well, we're going to go down and see them for the I season. Never, I never had you know I had never had any idea that there was that many Golden State fans back in the day. 
You know, all of a sudden yeah. they just started showing up Show out of the, the woodwork. woodwork. Like, those hey, guys was always losing. Where the hell have you guys here. been for? You know, before Steve Kerr or Stephen Curry was there. Yeah, you know, I, I've never seen those guys. I haven't either. So that was interesting. But uh, the Hawks that's, is back. He behaves the Hawks back. I love back. it, man. Oh yeah, I'm excited. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna be excited all year long because this is my game. I love the NBA. Yeah, it's fantastic. And look, I mean, however the Hawks season goes is how it goes. But it is. You got to yeah. like what you've seen so far. You got to like the energy that they're bringing. Trey Young is scoring out the wazoo. So I mean, it's a lot of good things to look forward to as far as the season. But keep in mind, Matt, uh, the team is young. Mm-hmm. A lot of those guys are in their first through third year. Vince Carter is the oldest person on the team. Yeah. So everybody else is fairly young. Lee and all those guys are young. Parker's still young. Tim Parker's only 25. Yeah. He, you know, he's been had a lot of injuries. But he reminds me of Sean Livingston. Uh, Sean Livingston, has, you know, he played well. Then he got hurt, too. And, you know, his career, you thought it was over with. But then he signed with Golden State. Yeah, kind of rejuvenated he, his career. He was almost like six men a year, almost every year. Right. He was a very impact player off the bench, and he got a few rings. You know, he got three rings, too, as well. So, hey. I like that. And went into retirement. Yeah. So, he did well. So, the same thing, probably. So, Parker, I can see him doing similar things with the Hulk coming yeah. off the bench. Yeah. No, he might not be no starter, but, you know, they don't need him in the start rotation anyway. No. You got to have somebody come off the bench. I mean, the, the, bench, six, so. the six man <laughs> is a huge thing for a team, right? It if is. You can have that guy come off the bench and just drop 15 a game. You know, yeah. twelve to fifteen a game. That's yeah. huge for a team. It is because when you you know you sub that first team out for some rest, you bring that second team in. If he's able to, if they're able to hold their own, and with a guy like Jabari Parker, you definitely like your chances with that second team being in there. Yeah. So, all right, guys, that'd be really, really good things to see from the Hawks. Um, finally, giving the city of Atlanta a little bit of light. Atlanta United is still doing well, but uh, the Atlanta Hawks is really, really bringing up the city after the depressing times that we've been experiencing here for the last month. Um, I, I'm starting to finally have a smile on my face every day until I somehow turn on the TV every Sunday afternoon and watch the Falcons. Guys, to be completely honest, we're not going to get a whole lot into the Falcons. You know, it's the same stuff. We've been talking about the same things over and over and over again. Nothing is changing. The only time we really bring something up is if something gets fired or somebody gets fired. Knock, knock. We hope that's coming soon, right? We, we hope so. We hope Dan Quinn's gone and his whole entire coaching staff is gone and we're and replace all of those guys in there. And got a couple of players i like to see be gone, too, because they're just really weighing on the team, especially on the defense. They're terrible. Yeah, but and I mean. Like I said all year, even preseason, their running game sucks. Yeah, but, I mean, you what, know? Are, what are we going to get for Vic Beasley? <clears throat> We're going to have to get somebody. Um, and I'm not really. Like oh, a seventh-round pick? <laughs> I want to talk about a little bit because, really, I think they shouldn't have got rid of Sanu. But, hey, you know, anyway. And Sanu, if you're going to get rid of Sanu, you shouldn't get, you should have got rid of him more than what they got rid of him for. And But I'm happy for Ridley because now Ridley's going to get more action. That's definitely a positive for me. Yeah, that was I've kind of the plan, right? Because yeah. Sanu was probably going to be gone after this year anyways. More than, more than likely he was. But, you know, he still could have. He was still an integral part of the team, and you really should have got more than what you got from him. And then sending him to who else? The, the Patriots? Yeah, but come on now. At man. least at the end of the day, the guy gets a shot at a ring, which he deserves. You he know, sure it, will. He's a yeah. huge team guy, and I, I'm glad for him. I'm glad he's going to get the chance to go get a ring. Yep. But yeah, I, I agree. I think you could have found a way to maybe sneak like a six round pick in there as well. Yeah. Like a second and a six or a second and a seventh, even. Most definitely. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I didn't like that, but then again, you're just trying to. I think you're slowly but surely starting the, the fire cell rate. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to start getting everybody out of here. I just don't know what you're going to get for guys like Vic Beasley. No, right you know, now, the guy hasn't putting up any numbers, and right now I wouldn't give him more than a Chick-fil-A gift card. Right now the receiving core is pretty solid. I like I like who they have on the receiver, and you're not going. Matt Ryan's not going anywhere. You really need another running back badly. 
Cuts Freeman. Yeah, oh, Tevin Coleman tore it up yesterday too. By the way, yeah. he had four total touchdowns. Yeah, but uh, you yeah, have no running game. You have no defense. Yep, it's rough times so, here in Atlanta. So, and then they're, they're after their bye week, it gets harder. It don't get no better for them. No, it's, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be, be real ugly. ugly. It's going to be ugly. When you go to New Orleans, because man, you know Breeze is starting to come back. But I don't think Breeze should have came back this game. But I know what he wanted to do, so he tried to come back so he can get a before he go on a bye week. So he want to come back and play the uh, Haw- uh, Falcons. But the Falcons are sad. So I don't know why he come back and get him a little game in. Yeah, they could have they could have pulled a guy out of the fans to beat us and play quarterback. So. Yeah, because their backup was doing pretty good right now. Bridgewater's already playing good. He's five and zero. Yeah, so it wasn't yes. like he was sad. All right, guys. Well, we're not going to depress you too much. Uh, no, we won't. We just had to. We just had to get some stuff off our chest. Yeah, but. I had to release some some stress <laughs> definitely on these so, guys. So be sure to uh, to catch us next week. We're going to be back. We're going to be talking uh, Georgia Florida matchup. What we think, preparing ourselves for the Alabama LSU game talk more about the hawks and what they're able to accomplish in this upcoming week that we're off and then uh yeah we'll go from there also talk about the uh, marietta hillgrove game as well so we'll have a big show next week so be sure to tune in until then guys hold it down we appreciate you hanging out with us for the past 35 minutes or so and uh, we'll see you next week yeah